All right, everybody. Well, welcome back to Christina Stokes Show. Today, we've got someone very, very, very special on the show or on the podcast. And her name is Teresa. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. My name is Teresa. And my name is Teresa. Don't know what else you want to know about me. I'm sure you'll find out <laughs> during the course of this nice conversation that we're about to have. To be honest, yeah, that's a that's a nice intro, nice intro. Boy, you know, gotta keep it real out here. Gotta keep it real, indeed. Oh. Well, Teresa is a very close friend uh, of mine. She's my neighbour as well. She lives just <laughs> across the road. <laughs> And I really, I was thinking about um, what to record next and what to bring to you all, family. And I thought of Teresa. I thought that it would be, to be honest, we have so many conversations together anyway. So many. Literally. And a lot of times I'm like, if only we could record this, I'm sure that people would benefit from actually listening to what we're saying. You know, so yeah, I thought of um, bringing you on board and just starting something. Yay, I'm happy. <laughs> just starting some, some conversation. Today, I thought that we could talk about growing up in an African household. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what that is all about, our experiences. And I'm not necessarily aiming to cover everything in one sitting. I think it's absolutely impossible. <laughs> FYI. That's yeah. it. That's it. There's just so much to, to cover. So I thought, let's just start somewhere, see where it goes, and then we take it from there. How does that sound? Let's go, 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 go! This girl's not serious. Yeah, I'm not. I got a little bit of crazy. Just a tiny little bit. That's what happens when you grow up in an African household. Shot, shot, shot fire. Shot fire. Well, should we start from the fact that we were meant to start like around four or five? Around four or five, and here we are. It is uh, 6.28. I mean, you know, we are usually on time for things, but what had happened was... I live in an African household, so on a Saturday can be so interesting, like you do your chores mm. and then next minute, so you help us cook the rice. Please say it again, please, for them to he- hear it very well. It's not even can you, are you able to cook, mm. Is so you will help us cook the jollof rice. At this point, I'm like, my Saturday has been planned. I said, I'm going to chill today. I'm going to be a bum. If I want to have a shower, I will. If I don't want to have a shower at the time, I usually, I will not. Hey ho, between driving up and down, being an Uber, <laughs> Uber, as my dad calls it, wow. Uber, <laughs> and then coming back to wanting to sit down and at least have breakfast, you know, didn't quite happen. I was cooking a huge pot of jollof rice for invisible people. Mm. Only three people live in the house. (laughs) Three people. So, 
that's why we're late guys that's why we're late but either way it's still gonna be juicy you still that's gonna be it. laughing that's so it. that's it that's yeah. it that's it but actually you mentioned something that's so interesting first of all you said that dad said you will help us to so where do you think that expectation comes from because it's to me when i hear it, it sounds like you know it's an expectation put on you and by the way you know our love to our family we're not out here to, <laughs> to say anything you know bad about our families not or anything like that but rather to really um talk about realities you know because i think we were just having this conversation before that um perhaps someone who's not from an african household they would not necessarily understand what it's all about and how why we're so busy all the time yeah, <laughs> like christina that's it Teresa. why are you always busy what why let's let's talk about that do you have a life of your own like what's going on always running errands it's 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 really i i think it's a bit of a mystery because Mm. you kind of grow up you you kind of grow in it that's it so it's like even though you're like you want to relax and you have the choice to be quote unquote rebellious and be like i'm not gonna do it Mm. but the thing is you can do it but in your mind it's like why do i have to do it mm. sort of thing so even today in as much as i was tired and I, and i have had zero energy um i was just standing there and in my in my head i really i said okay t you're gonna go lay down for a bit come back down and then cook when you have energy but i'm very much like do it now so that you don't get tired later just do it now which is a complete oxymoron because if you're already tired it makes sense to lay down rest and then get back up and do what you need to do but i was just like go 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 and as i was saying to you earlier i'm i'm not i don't use that word anymore being a perfectionist i just strive for excellence so if i'm cooking something it needs to taste as good as if i wanted to go to one auntie shop to go and buy jollof or something and i need to put that rice grain in my mouth and be like yeah yeah let my tongue be having a party but if it doesn't hit that spot i'm not i'm just gonna be there for long mm. um so i was in and out of the kitchen and you know you just end up doing so many errands and you're thinking what you said you're gonna be done in an hour why are you still here sis like what's really good and that's because they can't this this expectation mm. that we've been raised with but it's so subconscious so that you don't stop mm until you catch yourself and you're like shoot or oh, i haven't eaten or oh, i haven't sat down or oh, i haven't done and it's it's good and it's bad because mm. mm. if you don't have a balance then you're screwed like yep. it's if you don't actually know when to stop That's or you it. don't know when to i don't know carry on mm. and no one else can see you just mm. kind of stop you in your tracks you go and burn out to so what has helped you then not to burn out um i I would say coming to the realization that i am the way i am at the moment um and also being burnt out (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah literally when you get to that point because you have your we have our own life Mm, live your own life but for as long as you live in your parents house mate it's not the fact that they're African as well that kind of adds its own sprinkle to it where you're like 
wow mm-hmm. their mentality is so different that's it like yes we were raised in europe but for them it's like this they have this expectation and even though you know the expectation sometimes it's like i'm not gonna there's some things that you're not even having you're just like mm, i'm mm-hmm. not doing that but others is just like do you know what y'all are getting old <laughs> so let me just do what i need to do mm-hmm. when i can do it and keep it moving but i literally had to get to that point where i became so tired so irritable and i just thought well actually this isn't really healthy is it like it's not healthy for when you want to start your own family Mm. you start repeating things that you've seen in your home that maybe you've told yourself i'm never gonna do that i'm never gonna and those are the same things that you now carry whether it's in your family or just in normal relationships with your friends or your colleagues or your neighbor do you know what i mean you can start doing displaying certain behaviors that you're like oh wow i am my father or i am my mother and it's Mm. like so just literally it's realization and being burnt out Mm. that's that's what it is Mm. ah bless you i think definitely being burnt out it's personally my own experience i feel like i started realizing how burnout i felt when people started telling me but you're never free and i'm like oh see you don't you realize you don't realize because you, you as you said you grow into it it's like someone give you shoes whether you like them or you don't like them that's not even the point you have to wear those shoes and then you literally grow into it and then eventually you start saying oh okay those shoes are not too bad or today i'm not feeling those shoes but it's not even about whether you like the shoes or not mm-hmm. it's just about wearing those shoes mm-hmm. and i feel like growing up in a african household or nigerian household in particular it's pretty much like you wear those shoes you, you it's now part of you and when someone starts telling you oh you know there's, there's something about your shoes you're like oh really because you you've been wearing them so for you you're not even paying attention to it and i think when i talk to you and to other friends we're busy and we're busy is is obviously part of this because we're naturally maybe we are you know doing our own things but it's also because you know whether it's cooking whether it's doing something around the house whether it's even helping mom and dad with an email or do you see where i'm coming from with those things that's it or a phone call or this or please can you read this letter for me because all these things and it's like when when you put it all together um you know we may do it out of love and that's not even what we're talking about it's more we're tired so what do we do next but it's funny as you as you're talking i'm like yes we get exhausted yes we probably get irritable sometimes yes we're doing it for loving her but also we're like but think looking at it in hindsight it's like we wear many hats now Mm. so it's like you go to uni i almost feel like i keep saying to people yeah i'm a student of life i'm still learning right now i don't know when my degree is going to come from this this life this journey called life but when you go to university you work hard you learn what you need to learn but i think just being um growing up in an african household Mm. prepares you for life prepares you for life like it generally prepares you for life because mm. you learn resilience, mm. patience, mm. endurance. Mm. Wow, 
some that go in the war zone or something. Like, <laughs> it's not that bad, no, guys. No, no, it's just it teaches you because yes, you lived there. That's your upbringing. That's what your your life has been based around twenty four seven. But then you can break away from that. Whether it was you going to primary school, secondary school, university, then going to work. So you have you have your friends outside of that, and then you come back. So you ha- you do have a balance. But I guess it's. The strongest kind of force, so to speak, is your home. So everything that you have seen, you have learned, you've been told is home. But at the same time, in as much as we can, for me, it was really, really, really frustrating. You see a level of growth when things no longer irritate you as much. When you're more patient, and not necessarily patient with them, but you're patient with yourself because it's so easy for you to put so much pressure on yourself because you get so much pressure anyway Mm. being at home Mm. growing up in an african household whether they want to do it on purpose or not it's a case of you put pressure on yourself and you go out you go to school you're putting pressure on yourself again and after a while it's like be kind to yourself that's what i've learned Mm. you have to be kind to yourself um and know that do you know what this is how this is how they are Mm. this is how they are i'm not condoning it and saying be like that with some things okay but at the same time it's like you're gonna you're either gonna keep fighting or you're just gonna end up in a mental institution (laughs) or dead because Mm -hmm. of what you get so for me i've just learned just to just accept things for what they are change what you can change but please but just be nice to yourself be Mm. kind if you're not kind to yourself you're never really going to cut yourself any slack you're always going to be so harsh and judgmental and it's like the world already does that to you so why are we now adding more um stress and Mm. and just pressure i just think it's uncalled for Mm. that's how that's how i handle mine i'm just like yep Mm. i ain't trying to do that Mm. sounds very mature sounds very mature what you're saying and it sounds like it's a it's a product of any whatever you've gone through 100 percent. that's it it sounds like it's it's the conclusion but it sounds like this conclusion has not been easy it's been you know product of experiences and lessons not easy at all Mm. not easy at all but hey have you dealt with yours (laughs) <laughs> still dealing with it <laughs> girl you gonna learn that's it it's a work in progress i think for me the difficult bit is that i'm a people pleaser as you know yeah i was too don't worry that's the thing so i'm a mommy and daddy pleaser too so i think for me the difficult thing is that um i i don't know it's, it's a mixture of thing where um i'm learning to create boundaries that are healthy just so that it helps me with the balance so before for example saying something like oh mom and dad i'm busy i have to do this would have been too difficult because i'm like but you know mom is tired dad is tired i should be cooking so that they're okay so you see what i do with you yeah, are you okay are you okay, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. that's it yeah so that's exactly what i do with mommy and daddy too so if i'm going out for example and i'm looking at the time and i'm like well it's gonna i'm going now and it's gonna be around dinner time i'm already thinking well if i was home i'll be cooking for them if say for example especially if mom is out because if mom is at home she can she will do the cooking but if not my dad will probably even be looking at me like ah, so where, where, where's the food now 
So his expectation is too funny. Literally, so I already know. I already know that. Like yesterday, I was working and I was working late. <laughs> Daddy, I love you. Yeah. So I was working. I was working late. And I was like, oh, dad, by the way, there's some pounded yam yeah, I'm ready for you. He said, yeah, I've seen it, but where's the stew? <laughs> Where, where's the stew? As if, like, do you see where I'm coming from? And I was like, oh, I already knew that perhaps that was, wasn't going to go down. Because usually I warm it up for him so that it's ready and I hand it over to him. Usually that's how it goes on a good day. Okay. So I said, oh, don't worry it's in the fridge and i could tell that it wasn't 100 he wasn't 100 happy but it was still cool with it so all those things are playing my mind but i think it's also as a as a result of what we've allowed each other to you know set the standard. we've set the standard so now those that's why i was saying that you wear shoes whether you like it or not now those are the shoes that you're wearing it's like it's almost as if you've now conditioned yourself that you can't wear other shoes but it's like mate just go on asus and get some other shoes that you see where i'm coming from make something happen that's a little bit different so i'm learning to realize that it's okay if i'm not always there providing doing the thing christina no, no one's gonna die do you understand like so it's okay so now saying for example by the way i'm doing my podcast okay with my friend Teresa. so for this amount of time i'm reachable like i'm not available something like this a year ago would have been too difficult mm. but it's just because but i can't i should be cooking i should so you are now the one even forget the expectation that they put on you is the expectation you that you yourself. that's it so it's that but i also do think one thing that i'm realizing that um a lot of us who are raised in the african household this thing of excellence, this thing of doing things well, doing a lot, just doing a lot is something that we we have within us. And I also think there's a positive to that because I think there's a lot of us who are doing very well, making things happen, doing this hard working, like hard work is a, I think is a value that we all have to be honest. But then obviously on the contrary, you've got that we're tired, but because when you were talking about resilience i was going to ask you what you mean by that um because i think the the opposite of the hard work is that we're tired and we're not even realizing it and then that tiredness i think is also it then comes out as um i don't know through whatever trauma you've had i'm not sure if i can link this but i think because we're so hard working we don't allow ourselves to stop so that means that whatever trauma you've experienced will then come out, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're tired uh, because you've been triggered. And sometimes something little happens to you and you, you, break, down. you break down. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I totally agree with that. Um, I think apart from it affecting you physically, it will affect you mentally. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we are, I'd like to say we're wired to be, hard working we don't like to be idle we need to be yeah. doing something at all times mm. you know and when we deserve quote unquote a break we give ourselves a break mm. but after a while where you become so resilient it's like you can be resilient which is positive but you can also be resilient which is negative, negative. because you've now become immune mm. to 
quote unquote hardship. So if mm. your body's going through it, I guess with me when I was younger, when I'm t- like if I'm stressed, it would manifest in different ways, like coming up in hives or big pimples or something, mm. or maybe a bad period or something like that. Mm. But as I grew older, um, it would affect me in weird, strange ways now because it's like whether I'm not eating at all or I'm comfort eating or mm. just feeling somehow internally maybe one part of me it could be my chest i get chest pains or something which i probably didn't pay attention to before and that's because you keep going you hit reserve but you keep going until there's nothing there so your battery is so low Mm. that you don't even recognize it's low until your body genuinely just crashes Mm. so i've had to teach myself a teach myself new things and unlearn things unlearn unlearn a Ooh. lot of behaviors Ooh. because tell us tell it's, us it's, it's it's hard like i'm 33 majority of my life i've spent doing 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 and like yourself i was also a people pleaser but mine was in a different way and i didn't really know that i'm very different to my brother my brother was very much like okay yeah you know yes he's older than me but that's that's just how he was and me too i was like that but not in that capacity you know but now i i have seen that i'm i've always been quite stern like nope yes nope but at the same time i could say no and i'll still bend over and still do what i need to do because i know i'm able to do it if i can't do it then it's different but then i used to do this thing where i know i'm physically drained can't do it i am drained but i will still do it and then i'm complaining to myself or saying to god i'm tired when really and truly you it's have your a fault. mouth to say no. i'm not able to do it it doesn't matter if you get a particular response that you know they're clearly unhappy with you but if you were to now if you were to explain and they're still unhappy it is what it is you're not trying to be disrespectful but i've learned that if i now i think there was a time where i was ill because i kept going and kept going and it was so hilarious because I think both my parents at se- in se- separate occasions like on separate occasions were like you see you're tired like this because you're always you're always busy you're always going up and down you're always doing this you're always doing that and I think at one point I genuinely thought I was crazy because I was like wait a minute but the going up and down and being busy it's not me being busy doing my own stuff only is mine is probably like five percent and uh, the rest of the 95 is your stuff so when i'm now looking like all oh, my days i'm gonna faint and you're feeling like you're just every minute you're your friends every minute you're on the phone every minute it's everything else but not helping you because clearly i'm supposed to oh, so now right. i just i just i would just say oh, right. no i can't do it now or i can do it later because at the end of the day you only have one chance in this life yeah that's number one number two i'm still single i don't have a husband neither do i have children which means by the time i get there i need to be at my best i need to be whole i can't be coming in there broken your child is asking you for something and one day you just start crying because they asked you for a biscuit and it's silly because you won't even know where that came from and that mm. goes back to trauma because you're not going to know mm. one day they'll ask you something and then you'll be upset mm. or your husband wants to do something and mm. you just start flipping out and it's so i just i think the lockdown has helped a lot 
because it helped me look at things in hindsight already i'm a deep thinker so i would literally just be digging and putting things apart pulling things apart because i need to make sense of things all times mm. which is not always going to happen i don't need to understand everything like with god you can't even be saying god, i understand god. everything because it's just it's silly oh so you're not going to need him and that's how i have to operate so sometimes i'm like okay yes i know i'm a control freak but i need to put, put the handbrake and the foot brake on mm. together and hold on to that because i'm gonna just drop off mm. hard so yeah mm. that's it man that's mm. how you gotta keep going mm. nice feels like you've given us a little bit of a step by step on yeah. how to manage your space and how to um recognize that we are entitled to our space you know very much so mm, so mm, mm, mm. thank you thank you to be honest i would like to i would like to ask you more questions but maybe we can do that in a different and separate podcast because i was going to ask you a little bit more to talk to people like myself um how do you go about unlearning people pleasing uh, but perhaps as I said we can do that in a separate podcast I think I'll be intrigued to hear a little bit more yeah, about girl. it to come yeah. learn from you yeah I'm still listen I'm still learning myself work in progress work in progress yeah that's what it is but at the same time the key is be willing be willing to unlearn things and the biggest one is be kind to yourself don't think that if you say I can't do it right now or I can't do it at all you're a heathen you're an evil child you're you're a bad person because what you're doing the first time you do it you're going to probably be like be thinking I'm so evil what would I do I could have done it and then you get used to it because you need to have that balance because what what ends up happening for some some in some families and some people resentment grows yeah and that's not healthy because you have parents that are still alive number one yeah number two you want to be able to have conversations and you don't want it to get to that point where you're just like i can't take this no more you're Mm. sitting there your different thoughts are flying through your head and it's they're they're not godly so (laughs) you know it's it's best to just address address, just address certain things but as long as you know your own parents you know Mm. how to manage them Mm. you know if you don't understand them then there's a there's it's gonna be a lot more like difficult but if you know their temperament then you can channel it and you can have conversations or your delivery will have to be tailored to that parent at that particular moment if you know like you know what that's gonna be like this okay let me not talk to him at this time because i can see his eyebrow at the moment is in the sky for something that I'm not even aware of. So I'm going to chill mm. and I'm going to sort this out later. You know, mm. that's that's the best way. But sometimes you have to go head on because your sanity is at stake. Mm. That's how I see it. If, if you love yourself so much and you want to give your best at all times, not just to your family members, but to your peers, to your friends, your co-workers, you have to be kind to yourself. Mm. You can't be so harsh and constantly be like, 
because that whole people pleasing thing would have come from somewhere it would have started somewhere so to be honest the key thing is addressing it where did it come from when did it start Mm. and is it only parent pleasing or is it i need to please my friends mine was more i need to please my friends but i didn't know that Mm. because it came in a different form and i would do it so much so that one day i was like what's happening here mm. who am i you start to lo- you lose yourself in the midst of all of that because you're constantly doing stuff for people and then one day you wake up and you're like wait what's my favorite color again in fact what's my name mm. how do i do this again mm. what do i actually like what is my favorite food because you're lost in the serving 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 but you don't even know why you're doing it anymore mm. and then it becomes a norm so people always expect that and the day you decide to change for yourself you are going to have either oppositions arguments not you necessarily but there you're going to get a behavior yeah. coming back you're going to get a lot of reaction as opposed to people responding the people that will respond will notice that there's a difference and they will fall in line mm. the ones that start reacting is because no this is what you usually do and this is the expectation I don't like it it's not about you it's about them now because it's like I don't like it so when you notice that then you know deuces sayonara I mean you can't do that with your family oh really but you just you just you just have to manage it you just have to manage it when you get there that's that's all I can say but obviously we can delve into that a bit more in the next podcast and stuff you know yes please i think that would be very very interesting and very useful for me but i'm sure for the people listening as well or at least it'll be interesting to them yeah what was i gonna say i was gonna ask you something else yeah came to mind now i was listening to your podcast uh by the perry's 30 minutes with the perry's shout out to them beautiful work they put it out there yeah really really good I was listening um, to one episode in particular where they were talking about conflict resolution. Now, um, I'm very intrigued to hear your perspective. To be honest, you talked a little bit about it now, but perhaps we can go into it a little bit more. How do you go about solving conflict in an African household where, you know, we all know how mum and dad, you know, being African culture and do you think that in a especially nigerian household the identity is very much rooted like strongly (laughs) like right now the way i'm moving with my hands to really make sure that i convey my message where that's it movable object that's it do you understand Uh. so how do you even begin to think about conflict is it even a thing i was uh having a session with a with a client um and you know she was telling me how with the parents for example saying sorry is not a thing so if if a parent for example tells you something and you don't quite like it uh but they're happy you're not happy you know they're not gonna say sorry because oh no it wasn't even a client it was a colleague of mine although it wasn't from an african household but uh, black household anyways she was saying that saying sorry it's not a thing so you just 
wake up the next day and move on with it. So, and I felt like when she was saying that it's very similar to the, the African or anyways, um, Nigerian household, because at the end of the day, as family, um, it and when I say as family, more the nuclear family as opposed to outside, if something happens, at the end of the day, I'm your parent. So, you can't come and back mouth me do you understand it whatever i say kind of goes so yeah i just wanted to see your perspective what, what do you think wow <laughs> where to start from i don't even know where to start but i'm definitely very much against the whole not acknowledging that you're wrong and saying sorry i just mm. think that that's that's so weird because when you're growing up the same way you're being taught by the same strong-willed parents is very much like say your please say your thank you that's called manners mm. just like how sorry is if mm. you do something wrong you say sorry you apologize like there's a way you can do it but it doesn't it does the way i see it, it doesn't cost you anything but for some unknown reason the adults must not say that to the child even if the child is 40 mm. it's, it's strange now for me with conflict like that as i said i kind of gauge the situation and if i can see it's gonna go all the way left i'll wait and i address it another day mm. but in the past i haven't done that if my head is hot your head is hot all i head is hot together oh yeah let's just all be hot Sheesh. you know and it doesn't always end well but i've said what i need to say you said what you need to say and that's it however you also have the instances where no one will say sorry and it's a case of like if two three days have gone even a week and then your parent is talking to you normally are you okay <laughs> why are you so close to yourself Aye. you're not talking to anybody you're just sitting upstairs in your room you're not doing anything like is everything all right and in my head i'm like but wait no one has had a conversation about anything we haven't even addressed anything and this is me so by the time you do this for how many years you have exerted a lot of energy and you've wasted so much time and emotion so i've come to understand you make up your mind and make make that decision to just be a certain way Mm. that way no one gets offended you don't get offended you don't lose sleep you don't lose your hairline in the process because of not sleeping <laughs> like you don't develop a stomach ulcer or in fact you know heart palpitations heart uh. attack listen your life is very is, mm. is, is so important so for me I, I just thought to myself yeah I'm just not going to say much because I don't I don't have the brain capacity for this. I'm a young I'm a spring chicken. I'm a baby girl for life at the moment until somebody comes and says yes. marry me. You Come know? on. But even then I'm still gonna be a baby girl for life. But like I just had to deal with it in that way or else we're just gonna be at loggerheads mm. all the time. And you just have to pick your battles. Mm. With com- like conflict resolution is literally about picking, picking your battles. battles. It's not everything that you should be sh- talking or doing cartwheels about. Like sometimes you just need to just be like, is this even worth having a conversation? Mm. No, true. especially if you know where a lot of their reasoning stems from. If you know that in 1960 something happened that has caused them to be the way they are, mm. then if you you're aware of mm. this 
this is a fact yes it can be changed however the person doesn't want to change it that's it therefore you do what you need to do for yourself or else listen your hairline will run away from you it's gonna go bruv it's not gonna be there you know you're gonna end up with stomach ulcers then you won't be able to eat a spicy hot nando's when you go to nando's you're gonna have to get a children one because you can't handle it <laughs> so you just gonna have to oh, you just yeah. gotta do the right thing or else it's you're just gonna be bitter bitter angry and those things don't affect the person that's offended you it's you. eating you up mm. and ultimately destroying your future relationships mm. it's unnecessary so unnecessary mm. then you have to be sitting there nipping things in the bud going to talk to counsellors you help <laughs> me you know my life is like this I... when i was two or five like it's... no no it's, it's exhausting very exhausting so picking your battles pick your battles all the time it's not every day dash a plate scream slam a door go for a long drive like it's sometimes just 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 go and sit in the bathroom maybe just cry a little bit if you need to cry listen crying is good i'm still trying to learn because i don't cry for no i don't i don't cry really no i really i don't cry if i'm really angry oh i'll cry if i'm really angry but that's a dangerous sort of cry because yeah, angry cry it's not good if i'm really really upset even then i don't really cry back in the day i just used to punch walls yeah i put my fist through my tie your cupboard. hands man mate it does hurt but at the time when you're angry you don't feel you it don't until later you're like yeah. why is my hand sore and you're like oh yeah you know <laughs> i did get angry for a moment and you know broke something like mm. but then you just realize it's, it's after a while it's like it's not every day break something or punch yeah. the wall just go for a long walk mm, a run. if you need exactly if you mm. need to cry cry or speak to someone mm. but complaining mm. it's long so long well, we dropped a little bit of coping strategies right there, you know. If you need any, we can shed some light to more coping strategies. But now, definitely, I think you, you've mentioned something really good. Picking your battles. And I think that is then something that... And I think sometimes, you know, when, when I think about the type of family that I want to have in the future, is a type of family where our family is like... Um, is a is a platform where we learn strategies in the family so that is then easier outside of the family does that make sense mm. so something like conflict resolution i feel like from what i've seen it's just so difficult to have honest real conversation because someone gets upset because well i'm the dad or i'm the mom and i'm talking in general so what i'm saying needs to be be put in place and then i feel like because as you were saying before we've got that mismatch where yeah we're african but we are we were brought up not in africa so that means that our set of values is going to be slightly different even if it's not massively different it's still going to be different and our cultural um standpoint will also be different because mm. the way we view life is through what we've experienced so if i've experienced you see where i'm coming from if i've experienced italy and uk and you've experienced nigeria first then italy uk this that 
our the way we we are wired the way we are even our level of uh, resilience just how we are is going to be different so i feel like the type of family that i want to have is the family where my children know that hey this this is a platform for everybody where we learn it's much better to learn here so that no matter what happens to you outside you equipped and i feel like that is what god calls us to do anyways because when he says to uh train our children i want to believe that he means and he knows he recognizes and of course he recognizes that family is a platform it's a platform where we should be preparing our generation for no matter what and in us preparing them we're preparing ourselves too because it's a little bit like when you're a teacher you're teaching them but what happens what tends to happen is that because you're teaching you're learning more you you are you know you're learning more you're adding to your knowledge you're more prepared so no matter what question comes your way generally speaking you know how to to answer it and i think that has to be the shift between uh parents of this generation and us you know generations to come where because i think that there's so much power there's so many good values there's so many uh great things that i can think of uh when i think of a african household what if there was one thing that could say uh it would be even better if it's this where uh family is is not just a place where we set expectations for one another but it's the place where we learn and guess what children are not the only one learning you're learning too you have to that's why i say you you have to be willing i think even with like african parents like our like i can only talk about our parents like mm. it's so funny because they will be they really act and swear blind they're not learning anything because they know everything they, will, they just know everything but as you're talking to them and whether you're telling them off or trying to advise them, they'll act like you push up their nose like, no, what you're saying is nonsense. You don't know but anything. But they're learning. They're learning, but they're not going to tell you that because it's almost like forbidden, mm. <laughs> which makes me laugh because I'm like, Mm-mm. you don't, you give birth to a baby that starts walking, talking. You teach them how to do those things. So you are teaching them mm. how to survive in the world how to be in the world like you you instill these morals and values then they get to the point where they can actually teach you teach you Mm -hmm. but they actually teach it's based on what you have sown in them Mm -hmm. but suddenly it's like no you don't know anything so i'm like but wait a minute am i still a baby or am i an adult okay you're an adult so one minute you're an adult next minute you're a child so it's like they're going back and forth and i'm like what's really good like it's like <laughs> when, really good it's true it's like when i don't know if this used to happen to you like for me when my dad would tell me off when i was younger he'd be telling me off shouting 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 and i'm looking at him i'm talking i'm telling you off when you're you're bold enough to look at my face then i'm like all right cool that happened last time so this time when now i'm getting told off i'm gonna look down i'm looking down looking away i'm talking to you you're not looking at my face and i'm like yo so this is how people end up mad because you do you want me to look at you or not look at you or you know you want me to you ask me or they ask you a question you're being told off and you're you know they ask you a question you're responding you're talking back naji you people don't know where you're going because how look at you don't look at you answer you don't answer you all of the above is rude so you're like where 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 do i fit in Mm -hmm. and then you go to school and then you're learning certain things 
then you're trying to have a conversation but you're trying to i don't know maybe you've watched too much tv and you try and have conversation and it just goes left then you end up with an ass whooping and then you're like hold on wait who exactly am i again you know you you don't know where to place yourself Mm. like for me born in greece my dad's nigerian my mom's ugandan nigerians yorubas especially from what i know they're very all up in there they're in there they're very known really loud and okay god bless them we love them you have the ugandans they're a lot more they're reserved they're quiet and they handle things differently but then i'm born in greece it's a totally different language then you come to england and it's like all these things you're like no but for who am i i know my passport is burgundy but you know who who is who is i who is me who am i <laughs> sort of thing like where are you going what do you do in these situations and like when it comes to conflict obviously things are going to be very different for, for you because you would have known for x amount of years no this is how you do it but then you face a different challenge which now teaches you something and you're like I can't use the same method that I used five years ago here because it's not going to work Mm. sort of thing. It's interesting. It's so, so interesting. And the thing is, you never stop learning. Never. You never... As long as you're alive and as long as you're open to learning, as long as you're... No, as long as you're open to growth, Mm. you can never stop learning. Mm. That's why I've had to make a conscious decision and be like, it's not every day fire, argue. Sometimes just keep quiet. Yeah, okay. They're not right. But it's, you know they're not right. You know that's not right. But it's fine. You don't need to talk about it. Mm. You just need to be like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm, okay, right, okay, right. <laughs> Your face right, right. there. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> and then that's it. Because that way everybody's happy. Mm. But most times they know when you're not, you're not, you're not listening. You're not taking it in. It's just like, oh, okay, right, okay. And that's purely because they're used to your usual reaction or responses so the day you decide not to do it and you stick to it mm. it's even worse because it's like well i'm ready to say something like what's going on it sounds like uh something very similar to what a very close auntie of mine was saying that um you know it's important to have a filter where when you're having conversations you know which one to retain and do something with it uh which one to address and which one to just let it let it go so that it doesn't affect you so and i think that's actually a very good skill anyways to, to have you know for for just life because in the workplace in uni wherever you go you need to have that ability to understand what do i deal with what do i address and what do i just not do anything about it and just move on you know so yeah i think that's that's very important i guess as we um wrap up one question that i wanted to ask you question fire away does it question is how do you envision your family to be in light of everything that you've experienced how you've been brought up how you are your personality just different things um how do you envision your family to be i've never been asked that question before you know love so i'm just like oh dig deep and stuff (laughs) 
ask myself, talk to myself. Oh, um, how do I envision it? For me, transparency is so key. Like, I've no, I've realised that when you have a child, or most parents like small children, their children around them are very much like look at your mom and she's a hero you look at your dad he's superman you know so i'd like to keep that going until i don't want to say until i no longer need to but as long as i'm transparent Mm -hmm. and i'm very nosy and involved with my children like wanting to know everything pay attention to every little detail because it's important because i don't want to miss anything not like you're getting bullied at school i don't know mm. i want i want to see a change in your behavior and be like mm-hmm, something is up mm. i want you to be able to come and say to me mum, this is what is happening mm. and then we talk about it i want to be your friend mm. and your mother mm. but friend with you know boundaries and don't be thinking that we were born in the same year especially if i gave birth to you are you mad <laughs> no so for me like transparency how they see um myself and their dad communicate like stuff like that so that they know how mum and dad should be or what marriage should be mm. you know i need to, we need to be that example and it shouldn't be now and again it needs mm. to be consistent, consistent. we mm. need to all be able to be transparent have conversations have each other's back because if you're all on the same team you have it each other's best interests at heart mm. but if you're not on the same team and you feel like you're either competing or you're reading that of a different hymn book i'm sorry it's the same hymn book we're all part of th- we're all in it mm. so if i turn to page 92 we are going to be we all need to be there we all need to understand whether you're on that page at that time or not at least you know it exists mm. so just refer back to okay that's what mom's talking about oh that's what um dad's talking about that's what i want so that in the long run even if there are issues we know how to handle them because we've been transparent from from the word go mm. like we we know i know okay my son will know how his sister is his sister will know how the other sibling is they would they just need to know like if you pay attention mm. then understanding comes into it if you're open and transparent then it's easy to love like you know like there's no room for like hatred no room for jealousy no room for any of that crap Mm. not to say that those things don't happen some of those trying times are there for a reason it's for you to just just develop muscle Mm. not physical muscle but just you know resistance and Mm. just be a lot more i don't know if the word is agile but just to become more confident in life sometimes those that's things sharp. need to happen mm. do you know what i mean mm. shine your eye as they would say <laughs> but that's that's what that's what i envision i had to think about that actually but yeah i just want all of us to be so open because mm. i think that's one thing that growing up in the african household it's not that they're not they're not but they shy away from so many things yeah i agree and i don't want my children to be learning things outside because you you go to school and they're going to teach you some a different set of morals that i'm like me i've never seen this one before so wherever you learnt it take it back don't bring it back <laughs> return it house. in fact don't even don't even harbor it in your heart because you can't have that mm. so that's what i want that's what i would like how about yourself girl i love your answer you know being transparent 
I love the answer. I love it. I love it. Um, and obviously, we can talk more about it, you know, in the future in as well. Future. Yes. Um, in terms of myself, um, the sort of, of the sort of family that I'm looking to to have, I think it's a family where love is sufficient for anything. And I think you know sometimes where when you talk about love and it's like oh, that's cliche, I don't know what's that. But I can't stress enough how how I view love. Love is something I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and I was saying that love is really sufficient. You and you know not not necessarily to make it spiritual and or biblical, but you know when Paul says his grace is enough. I think just the understanding that no matter what happens in the family, we can get through it. Recognizing that no matter the difficulties, no matter the disagreements, no matter uh, you think this, you think that, we can still eventually come back together as a unity. And just passing on to my children the fact that family means unity. No matter what happens, we won. And... I want us all to work together because I think that type of love is what you have to teach to your children so that when it's their turn as well, they recognize that unity doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Unity doesn't mean that uh, you don't have to put in the work. Unity means that you got to put a lot of work in. So I'm going to show you in the family how we put in the work. Mom and dad are going to show you how we put in the work so that eventually as you grow, you also understand that, you know, love is intentional, but it being intentional means that you got to get uncomfortable sometimes, mate. Like you have to. And I think that's what I want to teach them above anything else. Because I think that then informs other stuff, you know, in terms of culture. Um, of course, I want them to appreciate, you know, where we're from. Appreciate yeah. that. We black, we African and we we enjoy that we embrace that but it doesn't stop there and of course that faith will be what um i'll pass on to to my children there's just there's just so many things but i feel like overall so family that i see is a loving family a loving family that thrives 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 through anything and everything we thrive and we win that's literally so family preach you better preach a good Yes, pastor. I'm just like so. I'll teach them. Don't worry. I'll teach them the moves as well. I want to dance as well with my kids. Yeah, yeah. just dance, have fun, enjoy. It's gonna be a brown bride and brown Literally, I already know. Honestly, we'll pick them from school and we'll be like, "Come on, Chaku, I'm so yeah. happy to see you." They'll be like, "Mom, Dad, like, what, what you did?" Just dance with I me. Love it. I already yeah. the thing is I terrorize my nephews now. Um my oldest nephew's eight and when um he was younger he just used to do some random things. So I think what happened? I think as soon as he turned eight he won't give me a hug, he won't uh, do anything. I uh, said, uh, You must be out of your mind. I said you know what? Hug me. Your first day of secondary school, I'm going to come and pick you up and I'm going to give you a sloppy kiss. Ooh. So if you don't start hugging me now, I'm giving just give me big hugs like you used to. I don't care. I'm gonna collect it by force. So you better do it willingly. Just just do it. It's beginning to be conscious. Literally, he's growing, so he's just very much aware, and I'm like, mm-mm. Just remember, I changed your bum. 
you, you can't undo that at <laughs> senior bottom so let's just know ourselves isn't it yes you, you're gonna grow up but i don't have i just don't have time for that but i love it i just i'm gonna i'm gonna embrace them so they know me i'm fun auntie t but you are when i'm ready mm-hmm, i'm also ready i'll smite you literally smite you i can i can envision that yeah definitely yeah, sense yeah yeah it makes sense though they're gonna know that they're loved no matter what that's it no matter the situation and you may be embarrassed but sit with your embarrassment okay exactly actually do you know what it's been beautiful it's been great talking to you I loved right. it. I loved it. To be honest, this is what we do anyway. This, guys, this like, we do this on our long walks. You <laughs> know, for an hour, I'll be talking. We'll start off maybe talking about pasta, <laughs> and by the time we've come back, we're, we're now talking about shoes. Like, it's just random. We just mm. talk about different things. So enjoy this journey with us, guys. Yeah, I love that. Definitely enjoy. Wow, what's he saying? Heads up. <laughs> Well, thank you so, so much for listening to us. We've enjoyed as well talking to you all. And yes, we look forward to interacting with you on Insta. Get in touch via email. Just share your thoughts. Let us know what you thought about today, you know, about our thoughts about um, growing up in an African household. And yeah, we look forward to coming back to you all with more words more conversations on our experiences yeah yeah stay tuned thank you so much